All right. Welcome to another edition of Borderline with Bernie. I'm Jeff, and thanks, as always, for listening. Seriously, appreciate all of you guys who tune in each <laughs> yeah. and every week, whether you're an Eddie Grindersleeve who's driving to work and listening, or you're Jade um, and listening, and and uh, I don't think he listens. You know what? He might listen at work. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to call him out, but he, he may listen at work. I don't know. Uh, but no, appreciate everyone who listens every week. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we we definitely have fun doing the show. I've got um, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, yep. My power rankings. I forgot to tell you if you want to do power rankings. Mine changed a little bit. Mine did too from last week. Um, yep. So we'll do power rankings if you want, and uh, another on off and in segment that's uh, kind of interesting this week. And uh, and of course. Uh, Huge, huge cornhole event in Texas this past weekend. First off, a uh, couple of apologies. Uh-oh. Um, first off, I'm an idiot. I was, <laughs> I was looking back. Apologies to you and, and apologies to Caleb Batson. Uh, first off, I don't know how this happened, but doing my power rankings last week, I, I forgot to transfer Caleb Batson over to my list. So when I was going through my rankings this week, I was looking back on last week, like I normally do, see if there's anybody I want to shift around. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, where did Caleb go? So Caleb, I don't know if you listen. Eddie, I know you listen. So if you can pass this along to your doubles partner, um, I'm sorry. I have no idea how I left Caleb off my list. He's definitely in my power rankings, definitely in my top 10 and oftentimes my top five. So my second apology before we get into cornhole stuff and all the other fun stuff. Um, sorry, I didn't call you this weekend. I, I, I do, I do feel bad. We were at a wedding in Wilmington, oh. and uh, dude, I, I, I truly am sorry. I didn't, I didn't call. Uh, it was crazy. We literally drove in, got in late Friday night, had a drink at the hotel bar, went to bed, woke up the next day. I realized it was a black tie event. Um, I mean, you know, with black tie events, uh, fortunately, you don't necessarily have to have a tux. So I just, I basically just kind of packed a, I do have a, a, a black suit and a white shirt and I, and I just packed yeah. like a silverish, uh, tie. I gotta get a black suit, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like kind of a silverish tie. So I'm like, Oh no, that'll be good enough. And then I start talking mm-hmm. to people who, who are like, you know, I'm like, are you wearing a black tie? Yeah, I got a black tie. You got, yeah. Everyone had a black tie. So I'm like, well, crap. So all of a sudden I went on a, <laughs> uh, on a mission to find a black tie. Shout out to Bloke. No one's going to know what this is. Bloke, downtown Wilmington. Literally, I walked in. You know how awesome downtown Wilmington is. All these just yeah. like eclectic, you know, shops and everything. So they have this little men's store. I literally walk in. They have one black tie. I'm like, nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So I had I had my black tie. Anyway, so we were, we were scrambling for ties. We did go to, uh, what is it, Dixie's for breakfast. That was fun. Um, and cool, man. Uh, you know, no big deal. Getting ready, and then off to the wedding, and the wedding went until until uh, like ten o'clock at night, and then we uh, we left the next day. So I, I I'm sorry, you. I didn't get a chance to. to you know, I did, I, I did call you when I got home and say, "Hey, I was just in Wilmington. Sorry, I missed you." But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure if I would have been other people, you'd have called. But I, I get it. You know, I, it, it's understandable. So, oh, sorry, by the sorry, way, sorry to Caleb yeah. and sorry to you this weekend. Yeah, yeah. shout out Corey Russell. Corey, let me know. Apparently, my microphone wasn't working very well last week. Oh, I he didn't notice. It, I didn't notice it either, but he said it sounded like it was picking it up on the computer, not the actual microphone that's here in front of my face. So hopefully, this is better. I checked you know, all through my settings, so this should be on this microphone. So if it's 
if it still sounds bad, Corey, let me know. But thanks for the shout out. I mean, hey, another listener. There you go. Yes. Love it. Right? Yeah. Thank, so. Thanks, Corey, for, for listening. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of the unfortunate things about doing this show remotely, is, as most podcasts are done remotely. But sometimes if you have audio issues, like there's been a few times, like you and I noticed before we went on today, where for some reason our Wi-Fi signal wasn't great. But it's yeah. still come, when we're recording it live into the platform, it still sounds good and it still looks good. Right. But for some reason, when it comes through, um, you know, on on... I don't know. For some reason, it seems good on the platform to us live. But then, yeah, we'll play it back and we'll see some kind of glitchy stuff. So, yeah, because yeah. to me, I thought your microphone was fine. Yeah, and that's weird. You know, he's he also has a very, very good ear. So maybe it just sounded bad. Maybe I had it too far away from my face. Yeah, he is good. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got an eye and an ear for that stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, he could he could truly get into like production someday if he wanted to, like like big boy TV stuff. I, I agree. And I mean, I know he's, he's enjoying what he's doing and he loves, you know, he loves the community and, and the, you know, the culture of cornhole and loves being a part of it. But I, kids got a future if he wants yeah. it. It seems like to me, I mean, it's just hard, you know, it's like any other job. It's kind of hard to get through the door sometimes. So, oh yeah, for, yeah but he's got an in, by the way, for those of you, Jade and others, yeah. uh, Corey, Corey's, uh, I mean, MVP behind the scenes for all of our live streaming. Yeah. Um, so, and it sounds like he, he may be, and you know what he may, he may <laughs> at this point, if he went to a network, he might, might, might take a, a pay cut because it sounds like with our <laughs> increased, our increased, um, ESPN plus programming, yes. uh, that, you know, there's going to, there's going to have to be somebody who's producing all that stuff. So who knows? Uh, maybe he's, be interesting. He, he's so good. <laughs> I mean, he really is good. And, and he knows the sport because he's also, you know, I mean, obviously don't need to go down this road, but Corey has done play-by-play and has taught, you know, he, he has done the streaming of the games, of the live games himself online. So he has that yeah. knowledge. You know, a lot of times the production guys, they know the production side of it. They don't really care or know as much about the sport they're a part of, right? But Corey has good good knowledge of the sport as well. So that helps, I think. I yeah, think. for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so power rankings coming up, uh, on, off, and in coming up. Uh, Texas. Uh, I just I just want to, we, we don't normally spend a whole lot of time diving into all the X's and O's of uh, opens um, uh-huh. and, and all the results and everything. But I feel I feel like there's been a couple notable ones lately and especially last week. I mean, for those of you who follow the sports or listen to the show, you know, we talk about it all the time. There are some real hot spots across the country of, I mean, just high level players. Yeah. I mean, it's coming everywhere. We know this. I mean, I, I love the stat that we opened up a broadcast with. I think in California last week, they found metrics that, what is it, 50 million or 55 million people across the country now are now playing cornhole. Um, so, I mean, the sport's coming, but there are there are identifiable hot spots across the country sure. where it is just, I mean, incredible talent. Texas, Florida, um, I, 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 you know, the Chicago area. Um, the the uh, Great Lakes region. I mean, I I shouldn't start. I'm going to make people angry if I start mentioning yeah, them. But leaving you know out the Carolinas, I mean. man. Yeah, the Carolinas are really good. You know, California is coming. Arizona, they've got some really good players that are coming. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if we had Anthony Ione, he could probably say, "Hey, the growth in Colorado, you know, in the in the mountain uh, region." Well, you is, know, is Ohio, Kentucky area is kind of the old school, like original area, right? right. So, yeah, they, so they, they always, some, get, they always get mad if you talk about somewhere else. 
Yeah, it's the thing. I shouldn't start, but you know what I mean. And Texas, yeah. Texas, I think, you know, I think everyone would agree Texas is a real hot spot. Absolutely. Um, of Cornhole. So there was an open there filled with all the Texas players. And uh, man, shout out to Logan Chamberlain. Logan is a player, for those of you who don't know, we've talked about it on the show. Um, he, he's, he's one of those guys I like to watch play. Uh, I've talked about this many times. There are certain players I follow. Tony Smith, Jamie Graham. Justin Burton Jr., who is uh, who is Logan's uh, doubles partner, uh, Caleb Batson. So a few guys from Texas. Uh, Jake Gore. I love I love watching Jake play. He's just dynamic. You know, I love his energy um, on the court. So I mean, there's just certain people, several that I enjoy following. Logan is one of those guys. He's just a co- co- competitor. I like Absolutely. watching him play. He has been a really good doubles player. He just has not had the proven success yet on the single side. So what does he do? And one of probably the, I don't want to say the, the most stacked, because as far as you know, number of players, I'm not sure it had you know, the, the highest number of players, but really good talent. And Logan wins it on the singles side. So, man, I texted him and uh, was so happy for him. So congratulations, Logan, picking up what I think is a huge singles win. I'm sure you probably would agree. Um, and, and I'm sure the first of many, and this has to be a huge boost for him. So, I mean, definitely not just doubles player now incredible yeah big win I, you know logan we do our top 10 list you look at you know the rankings at, at the end of the last couple of seasons and where people you know reside there and logan's always kind of been right on the outside of that and everyone's talked about jbj because last year when they did have when jbj had the double right won our first national in singles and doubles with logan but he won the singles logan's kind of been the other guy if you can be the other guy and be a top 20 player yeah. Um, but now I think, you know, I, I don't know as much about JBJ this season, you know, where Logan's kind of putting his name out there. Look, I think Logan, it, to me, is very reminiscent of an Adam Hisner in that they don't play the same game, but they are two of the louder players on the court is the best way to put it. You know, they will talk. They will, they will try to get in your head as an opponent. They will get a little chirpy with you. And I think sometimes, just like Adam, they can start to worry about that too much more than their game. Mm. But when they worry about their game, they can win. And yeah. they both proved that already this season. Uh, I, I think Logan is a magnificent talent, actually. I, I think. I agree. I, 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 I don't know. Like, if I think about the two of them, he and JBJ, I don't know who has more upside now that I think about it. Like, I think it's, mm. I think last year everyone would have said, well, you know, Justin Burton Jr.'s got more of the upside, you know, maybe, I don't know now. I don't know. I mean, Logan's just such a, he's, maybe it's because we see more of it. We see more of that fire. We see more of the competitiveness. We hear more of it. You know, Justin's kind of reserved, right? He's going to be, he's keeping it, you know, you know, close to the, you know, inside the vest, close to the vest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to see as much from him. Whereas Logan, you know how he feels. Right. Whether it's oh, good sure. or bad yep. different, you know how he feels. And maybe that's why someone like me, for example, is more kind of attracted to that as a player. And maybe that's why I see more upside. I don't know. But I'm, I'm all in on Logan Chamberlain. Yeah, I have. I, I, I think I've been I mean, I think this is kind of a preemptive in the hole. Don't you feel like I've been on kind of Logan Chamberlain's bandwagon for a while? Sure. I sure. mean, I feel like I've talked about him on the broadcast and on the podcast and behind the scenes and um, I, I think that I've been on this guy probably since I saw him in college. There was just something about his style of play that I thought was going to be compatible um, at, at a high level. 
You know, we've talked about yeah. this before, and we'll touch on it here a little bit in this show about certain players that we are kind of concerned with as far as the trajectory of the sport goes. Uh, he's not one of them. I, I would not put him on on a list of my concern. Matter of fact, I think he's he he has the potential to be a really high level player. But right. the question is, is he good enough yet to make your power rankings here this week? Interesting. So, Foreshadowing. Teaser for later. Ding ding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, who knows? Maybe I write that down. No, I. He. Uh, we'll see. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. So congratulations to Logan. Huge win. Uh, another. Not, I mean, so many notable um, uh, names and performances this weekend. You and I have talked about this. How about Sammy Soto? All of a sudden, Sammy Soto, you know, young player. Uh, you know, I've mentioned this before on the show. I. I I feel like Sammy Soto was all anyone was talking about for a while. And I feel like that might have been a lot of pressure for him. I'd love to have this conversation with him to find out if it's true. But I feel like that might have come, those ex- expectations, just like in any sport, right? I feel like that might have come with with a little bit of pressure. And we have not talked sure. about his name. We've talked about a lot of rookies you know, so far this season. Mm-hmm. We have not really mentioned his name a whole lot. But he gets a huge um, – he, he didn't win it, obviously, lost to, to Logan. But finished second overall and then uh, won it on the double side with, with Jackson Gore, which is another another storyline. But, um, hey, congratulations yes. to Sammy. I mean, maybe, maybe this is the start for, for him of, of shrugging those, those – you know, the pressure and the expectations and making a run. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, me and a few others had him as our you know, preseason rookie of the year. Then Ryan Trader yeah. comes out and does what he's doing. Jeremiah Ellis doing what he's doing. Uh, I think Sammy was kind of taking a back seat as far as the rookie class goes, you know, with, with some of the results that those guys have had. You know, just kind of reminding everybody he can, he can still play pretty well, too. I mean, Sammy's – Yeah. I, I'm with you, though. I, I felt like – I don't know if he's playing the same amount as everyone else, but I don't know. I haven't – I haven't really looked at his number of competitive rounds compared to some of those other guys, at least in ACL events. So, I uh, it's it's nice to see him there. And I and you know it's funny. I, I think that Logan, and you know, with all the Texas guys, I think there's certain guys that have an advantage. Like I think, you know, Logan's one of the guys that was chirping about Sammy Soto. Like here's this other guy. You got to see him play. He's really this good. He's he's going to be great. You know. And I wonder if sometimes a Sammy Soto looks up to a guy like that, and it's harder to beat that guy. You know, the play, one of the players you're looking up to in your area, is it harder, even though, you know, is it harder to beat that person because you have a certain reverence for them? I, mm-hmm. I, I always find that interesting because I, I think a lot of, like, for example, a lot of the older Ohio, Northern Kentucky players, you know, had a certain reverence for Matt Guy for so long, right? Like, you know, and I think, you know, Matt, Matt had five points off the bat on a lot of players back in the day in, in that region because they looked up to him so much. And I'm wondering if, if you know, guys, I mean, God, they're so young to even say that kind of thing. But, you know, I wonder if like a Sammy Soto has that same kind of reverence for Logan and JBJ and, and some other Texas guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so much of it is mental, right? We've talked about this on this podcast yep. so much. I mean, this is where this is where uh, cornhole is so similar to like golf, right? I mean, we've compared it to other other sports. Yeah. Uh, you're just out there, you're on your own, and you you are you are alone with your thoughts. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you could be right on the money. I mean, all that matters uh, when you're out there. Uh, one more quick note uh, on that same that same team. So Jackson Gore played with with Sammy Soto. They won the yep. doubles down in the Texas Open. You know, you and I were just talking. 
um, where are the gores? You know, so I literally texted him last week and, and, and texted Jack. I'm like, hey, are you and Jake, uh, you know, were you in Ohio? And I think it was the last couple of events they 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 just couldn't travel to. And I get it. Uh, but he told me, hey, we'll be in Texas. And yeah. wow, both of them, not not just Jake, but Jack shows up as well. So big weekend for the uh, for the for the gore kids. I didn't, uh, I didn't talk about that. expectations, man. Imagine having those expectations. What are they? 14? Are they 15 yet? I mean, and, and to and, and, and fifteen yet, and, and to be kind of old heads in a way. I mean, and to have the level of that. I mean, seriously, the level of expectation yeah. that's been dumped upon them at the ages of thirteen and fourteen. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Well, yeah. I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves too, because oh, they take. Sure. The, I mean, they, they are homeschooled, and they do that for a reason, right? I mean, they do yep. that so that they can spend time being professional players. Yeah. So with that, they are putting expectations on themselves, maybe even more so than we are. And uh, yeah, but anyway, they've got to be thrilled with uh, with her. This is crazy. I can't imagine. And maybe the beauty of it is being that age, right? Like you put that kind of expectation on a 22, 23, 24 year old. It gets in their head. They think about it a lot. You're 13, 14. You're playing video games at night. You're like, you know what I mean? Like you don't even it does. Those expectations don't sink in. Right. Like it's just "Ah, whatever. I'm good. No big deal. You know, and now now they can all play video games together the way the world works, right? Like, can all get online together and do all that. Like, it's, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't affect them the same way it would, like, our, yeah. our generation at that age, right? I know. I, I think about that, like, j- just watching college sports and just broadcasting college uh, football and college basketball. The mentality that we had at that age, you know, you and I now up into our 50s, um, the mentality that we had back in our 20s. Uh, it's just totally different, right? I mean, just yeah. fearless, like like the, you know they they don't worry about injuries. They don't wor- they don't worry as much about wins and losses. They just really enjoy going out and playing. Like really, for us, we wanted to play. You know, for yep. me, when I was back in high school, I was I was a decent athlete. I wasn't good enough to start. I would have given a leg to be able to start. You know, win, win lose, or draw. I mean, I you know, I I just wanted to start. I just wanted to play. And I think sometimes we kind of forget that. That yeah, they just have that that youthful energy to just want to play and just just play all the time. I wish I would have had that. You didn't Honestly. have that. The just the wanting to play. I mean, I did start, and I, and I and I think I felt a lot of expectation and all all internal. By the way, I wasn't that shocking. Great of a player, right? Shocking just about you. All, all internal, all just inside my own head, just kind of ruining it. Instead of just man, I love doing that. Right? You know what I mean? Like. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I envy those kids that they have that because I was always so inside my own head. And, you know, instead of just being like, man, I love to play. I love this. This is so much fun. And I get to do it in front of my friends and, fam- you know, like that would have would have been such a better way to look at it than, man, I'm screwing up. Oh, my God, I suck. You know, I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch these kids just kind of I wouldn't say they don't care, but it certainly doesn't bother them. At all. Yeah. It's like with Ryan Schrader, we've mentioned this before. It looks like nothing bothers this kid, right? Ah, he's having fun, man. I and mean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's just going to motor in through the field. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see it in that. Like, what, I don't know what video games they actually play, but a lot of them play against each other, right? And then they're, they're all online doing all that stuff. Like, yeah, I'll see you tonight on whatever. You know, it's like, they don't yeah. care. You know, lose in a, you know, lose in a, in a, in a bracket final. You know, in a, in a seventy round or whatever, like some forty-five round game. You know, I would have been crestfallen, you know, alone in a corner somewhere, crying, eh, whatever. 
By, by the way, this is the least shocking conversation I've ever had with you. Because because yeah. you still have the same mentality when we go play golf. Oh, and, and I've yeah. joked about it before. You you think that you're Tiger Woods when you it's go out on, on the course. It, I, I no, also, it is that. <laughs> I also think, well, I'm better than I play. But no, I, I, uh, I there are certain as, as I've gotten older, there are certain places that I allow myself to vent, and unfortunately, because it shouldn't be one, the golf course is one of them, and that, you know, that's why no one wants to play with me, right? I'm, I'm like, yeah. like when you when you go online, you look like like the worst golfer to play with. Like I fit like all those categories. No, you vent, you vent in many ways. <laughs> yeah, I vent. I don't vent on people though. So way to go, everybody. You're lucky. Uh, <laughs> Verbally and physically, you, you've yeah. been in certain I, ways. I can't believe I Scott's have deal. clubs. Scott's yeah, Scott's, yeah. It, it comes out. <laughs> It'll come out. Yeah, yeah. That, I can't wait. Now, now I watch that tournament every year. I don't even think I used to watch that tournament. Now I have to watch when everyone's on sixteen. Like, yeah, see that rock? Yeah, Throw we got to see where rock. you left your cookies on. <laughs> is, is it sixteen? Was it number sixteen? Oh yeah. yeah. Right there on that tee box. Beautiful, picturesque. Gorgeous scenic hole with with the beautiful rocks right there by the uh, tee yeah, box. Yeah, right on those rocks. Stained forever. <laughs> stained. <laughs> some some poor Literally. bastard was out there with bleach for like an hour hours trying to get that off. Probably. the rock. <laughs> yeah, you lost it. Oh man. All right, we got to keep moving. Um, yeah. But again, uh, power rankings and on off and in <laughs> coming up. Um, all right, one more thing before we start getting to that stuff. Uh, and this is just something I saw this week. You know, I'm a baseball guy. So the Baseball Hall of Fame um, had their voting return this week. So three new members into the Baseball Hall of Fame, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. They're um, so old. I know. Like, I, I remember Joe Maurer. <laughs> I, was, I was actually uh, broadcasting... Yeah, AAA baseball when Joe Maurer came through the Rochester Red Wings. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm so, I mean, we, we were older guys. when they got to the league. Now they're in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, now, now they're going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but by the by the way, I don't know what your, your thoughts. You and I have never talked about this. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, but uh, noti- noticeably absent and not even close to getting the uh, the number of votes to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, A Rod and Andy Pettit. Um, I'm sure with both, got to be steroids with both, right? Well, with, well, with, was Pettit with, was Pettit involved? Oh in that? yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. Then it's got to be. Yeah, we know what right. it is with A Rod. Andy Pettit's right. got to be the same way. I mean, Andy had a terrific career. World's you know, one World Series. I, I didn't know that Andy was as involved in the steroid uh, scandal as everyone else. I mean, obviously, yep. I mean Barry Bonds and A Rod were like what. What sucks for me for them is they were going to be Hall of Famers before they got before they started juicing and everything else. I mean, yeah. you could see you could see who they were as players. I mean, you could see before they got so big and their heads grew like five sizes, I mean, literally. You know, like you could, you yeah. could they were going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, Barry Bonds was going to be a first ballot guy, well before he started taking steroids. Skinny little guy, but yeah, he was he was he was, a, he, was a he was still hitting he was a thirty to forty. He was still yep. hitting thirty to forty home runs, and but you know, yep. it just he was going to be that guy, and then. You know, way to go, A Rod. Same way, you remember a young A Rod, how thin he was. Yeah, when he came yeah. up playing shortstop with the Mariners. I mean, he was he was thin. Yeah, alongside athletic. Ken Griffey, yeah, he he was like he athletic. was a kid when Ken Griffey Jr. was was. Yeah, the, I mean, he was, yeah. and he was like he was the, you know, you know, like they used to say back then, he was Derek Jeter, but with more talent. Right, he was quicker, had a better arm, was a better hitter. Like he was everything better. Yeah. Just wasn't the winner, right? And you could you could say that he didn't have the stuff around him, but he was statistically a much better player. 
and more natural okay. talent. I mean, Derek, Derek yeah, I don't think people realize this. Uh, again, back in my in my minor league days, my first job was with the Greensboro Bats, which was which was the Yankees farm team, and I wasn't there when Derek Jeter was, but he was there a couple of years before I was, and I heard stories about him having to work his ass off yeah. to be a good player. Like he literally was the guy who was out there in the batting cages, um, hitting off the tee up against the backstop for hours trying to work on his swing. And the yeah. same thing, if he had a bad game, he'd stick around afterwards, too. I mean, he was one of those guys who, who had to work for everything that he got. So, yeah, A-Rod, A-Rod probably a lot more natural. natural. Oh, he was, yeah, he was a freak. He's a freak. But so I, yeah, so I bring that up. Uh, you and I were talking about this before we came on. So I bring that up. If Cornhole were to have a Hall of Fame um, and again, this is, this is an interest. You and I were talking about this. So there might be some schematics, uh, you know, I, I don't know how in the weeds we get with this, because if you had a cornhole hall of fame right now, mm-hmm. would it be, would we just do like an NFL hall of fame? Would it just be an ACL hall of fame or would we have to have, would it be an, you know, just, just a generic cornhole hall of fame? And, right. and at this point, would you put anybody in it? I mean, think about it. There are players, there are executives, so at yeah. this point, are you putting anybody in the Hall of Fame automatically right now, or is it too soon? I think for me, because I only really know the sport from an ACL perspective. I mean, I'm, I, I was yeah, aware yeah. of certain players before that. I mean, obviously, I think the one player, first name on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of Cornhole would be Matt Guy. I think everyone right. would agree Matt Guy would be first ballot, first name, right? After that, I think then you get into the minutia of do all the leagues count? Is it just a generic cornhole Hall of Fame? Is the sport at this level of professionalism with the, with the depth of talent that exists now, is the sport too young to have a Hall of Fame? Mm. You know, like, like you were just talking about baseball. If you look at baseball's first ballot, I mean, first Hall of Fame class, Babe Ruth was in that class. And that's what, 30, 40, 50 years after baseball had kind of started – as a professional sport that they had a hall of fame, same with football. So, I mean, I don't know if we're old enough as a sport to have that yet, but if we're in the conversation, I think one of the names that everyone would agree on would be Matt guy would be the first person. I would love to be able to somehow quantify the number of wins he's had. Um, He and I got into a conversation about it at one point. I mean, literally dude has thousands of wins you know we talk about him being the all-time career winner in the mm-hmm. acl with 20 um career titles and 11 11 time national winner which is huge but if you take all the open well i don't know what you'd call them you know local regional uh open wins uh that he's had throughout all of the leagues i mean literally thousands of wins that he's had. i wish there was some <laughs> way to, to quantify that but yeah he's got it he's got to be in at some point and i think well, i think you're right i, I think, think he's the first name in I think he's the first name in. And then after that, I think it becomes an argument of, you know, do some of these other players that we never got to see count? For I mean, there's, there's players that Matt played with and against going back in those days that we never saw. I'm sure some of the old cornhole heads listening or watching would be like, well, what about so-and-so and so-and-so that played back in, you know, the day? I mean, like, I mean, I would think, you know, conversations about players like Damon Dennis. I mean, I think Alan Rockwell, for what he meant to the sport, would be a name. Uh, I, I just. Yeah, a good player, a good player, and obviously a huge ambassador to the sport. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I that that's such a tough question, and I don't think I'm 
well versed enough. You know who would be great at this would be a cat, uh, Kennedy Halbert, because she's yeah. been around it for so long, even though she's still so young. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting. I didn't mean to put you on the spot with it. I no, no, no. I, I think I think it is an interesting conversation because I, this I, is. I I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm in. You know, I, I, I'm probably out of out of this conversation. I mean, Matt Guy is the first name that comes to mind. Uh, but you know, I I feel like I'm still part of the you know modern era. Yeah. Um, you know, doing this for five years now. So I think there's a lot of names from does, the past. Does Jamie Graham like does Jamie? Yeah. Does Jamie Graham qualify? I mean, I think he would. I think most people would yeah. say from a. I mean, I mean, he's like, the only two-time singles world champion, so I think he's he's. You would think that, but he's, he's still so young. Him. But he's still so young, and he yeah. wasn't around. You know, like once again, the sport is so young. You know, where is yeah. it going to be 10, 15, 20 years from now? And then you know, you start having Hall of Fame discussions, and I, I don't know, but I, 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 I think it's too, my opinion. It's too soon. However, I think everyone would agree Matt Guy is the first person in. Yeah. So, you know, the, I mean, the other thing is. Um, you know, there, there are several different types of, of Hall of Famers as well. I mean, you've got writers and broadcasters, obviously, that are in there. But the, but the big one is executives. And, you know, at some point, obviously, Stacy's name has got to be in, in, you know, in there for going into a, a Cornhole Hall of Fame for Two everything names. he's done. And, Two names. And, um, uh, and then what about bag, bag manufacturers? You know, who were the ones that have been doing this from the beginning who have helped? You know, would, would a bag manufacturer at some point have to go in to, just for hmm. what they've done for the – for the sport. I, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting conversation. And I think open for several, the spa, not, it, it, not just players. Like is Spalding in the baseball hall of fame, the Spalding guy, but he was also, a, because I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Speaking, or, like or, as or a manufacturer. Baseball. Like, I don't know. I'm not are sure. Are any of those people in? I don't know if they are. But it'd be fun to have it'd be fun yeah. to have like a like a like a history wing also. Like my neighbor, I mean I, I can see her house right here. My neighbor was for for all I know, one of the first to ever make cornhole bags um by stitching them. I mean, this goes back to like the sixties when she was putting on cornhole tournaments here on uh, on James Island. And she literally would buy corn, she would she would have some cloth. <laughs> And stitched the corn inside this cloth so that they could play cornhole at the county oh. fair. And then the bags kept breaking. So then she found if I could wrap the bags, put them into like a baggie, right? Put put the corn kernels into a baggie and then stitch it up, you know, that just in case one of the stitches came out, all the corn wouldn't come out. I mean, she, she right. I mean, this is back in the 60s, you know? So, but I, so, you know, is there, is there, you know, is there a history wing where there's, where there's, you know, Stories like that that can be told. I, I, I don't know. I think oh, for sure. At some at some point, it's going to be there. I, like you said, is it too soon? Maybe, maybe so. It got me thinking about it, though. Yeah, I, it's an interesting conversation. I, I think some of the older guys would have a much like. I think if you sat down with a Matt guy and a Damon Dennis and started talking about it, right? I think yeah. you'd have a completely different conversation, and the sure. names that would come up would be so different, right? Yeah. Like, but if it, it uh, it's an interesting conversation. I like. I hope people actually watch or listen to this. And so it sparks some conversation, right? I mean, it would yeah. be great to hear, hear from everyone. Like who's, you know, give us, you know, what, what would be a good size class for the first size class? Five players, five people, you know, that you would put in your first class. And like, who would and they do you be? have voters? You know, I right? mean, do people like you, me, Trey, Anthony, uh, Mish. I mean, you know, are there certain people, do you have writers? Do you have, you know, just, just like they're, you know, it's the writers who, who basically vote these guys in for baseball. Uh, right. do writers, do broadcasters, do executives, like who gets to, to vote, you know, is who there, gets is to there vote. a voting committee? Yeah. It would have to be right. Yeah. That's how you create the classes. I, I don't know. That Some would be, day. that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Someday. someday. Speaking of someday, uh, mm-hmm. just one more thing real quick. Uh, and I'm late to the party on this. So, um, it, you know, if you want to laugh at me, go ahead. Did you see the new sports that are going to be in the Olympics coming up in 2024? Remind uh, me. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. It's been break dancing oh, yeah. and yeah. skateboarding. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. I'm surprised skateboarding hasn't been with, in, to be yeah, honest. With, with all due respect, I mean, a ton of talent. I, I get it. We, we got to get in. Cornhole's got to get in, you know? I, I think mean, if breakdancing is in, we should be in. I, skateboarding, yeah. I get it because I mean, you, look at the, you look at the international appeal of skateboarding. I mean, you, you look at the X Games and just see the, the different countries involved with that, and that's been going on for decades. The fact that that's yeah. – ha- I mean, if – like you've got snowboarding has been in the Olympics now for a while. I can't believe skateboarding hasn't been in or surfing for that matter. Like it's, I think surfing's they, coming too. Internet, surfing. I mean, those are in an international games or, or sports. I'm surprised they haven't had their day in the sun yet. Yeah. And and what was the one? Uh, oh, actually, I don't think you got there in time. You didn't get there. No, you didn't get there in time for the SoFi tour when we were out in Los Angeles. No, no, no. Across, no. across from SoFi stadium is this huge pond slash lake where they also use it as a practice facility for some sort of water archery thing, which is supposed to become an Olympic sport. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> Stacey, as soon as we heard that story, Stacy and I looked at each other. We're like, what? Come, okay, come on yeah, now. Right. has got to be in. Like, got like, to be. We need to get this done. Yeah. And we get, I mean, it just speaks once again to the perception of our sport. I mean, like, I don't know, man, that's kind of upsetting. Yeah. No drinking right? allowed for the Olympics. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's, that's, uh, that's going to be a no-no. I just, there's certain things. Yeah. Certain things that are, that are holding. And I'm not sure what they are, to be honest. Maybe it's us. <laughs> <laughs> the and show I, specifically. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. These, borderline they're, holding the whole thing back. Look at these idiots they have talking about the sport. Yeah, and, and, yeah. They want to be in the Olympics. No way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, we ready for power rankings and sure. on, off and in. God, I struggled, struggle with on, off and in again. And guess what I struggled with? In the hole. And I, I did too this week. And then, and then all of a sudden I remembered some, a, a story popped up on ESPN and it made me think of something that I, that I was in the hole about, I think. Yeah. All right. Power rankings first. Sure. Um, and I'm just going to apologize right now because, because what, I, what I've decided to do with my power rankings is, uh, you, know, you know, in college basketball, and this is the reason I saw it. I was going through the rankings of college basketball. By the way, your Tar Heels are freaking killing it right now. They, Looking they, pretty they, good right now. Yeah. Looking pretty look good. good. So the others receiving votes category, like you, you see the yeah, list, yeah. right? One through yeah. 25. And then mm-hmm. the others receiving votes category is like this big. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. apologize anymore because my others receiving votes uh, category is fairly large this week, but I'm not going to apologize for it because in college basketball, there's like an additional 25 teams down there. You, you know what I love about that? that? I mean, you know, here we go. Tangent for me. When you get to the end of the season, that's like three teams. At this point in the season, it's like 20 teams and the others receiving votes. You get to the, the last couple of weeks before March Madness, and there's like three on there. Like yeah. they don't even mess around with it anymore. It's like, yeah, it's we're not concerned. With it. Throw on Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. By the way, I'm not even doing others receiving votes. I've like My top 10 is like a top 15. No, now that's now that's just flat out cheating. It is cheating. Although, that being said, although that being said, I do have two ties this week in my top. Ten. <laughs> so technically, I guess I have, uh, I guess I have what uh, twelve yeah. in mind. Yeah. All right, you want me to go first? Sure. All right, number ten uh, stays the same. 
Jamie Graham, Ryan Windsor, tied for ten. There we go, right off the bat. Right off mm-hmm. the bat, throw it in a cheat card. Uh, number nine, still got to keep him in there. I mean, Jack, Jack is coming. J- Jack Gore is coming, um, and and he really seems like he's on a mission. Um, and 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 I'm super happy for him because it seems like he's getting it done. We talked about this earlier on the mental side as much on the physical side. We already knew he was a great, great physical player. Yeah. Uh, so Jack's coming, but Jake, Jack, I got to keep Jake in my top 10 after a really good performance this weekend in Texas. So Jake Gore, number nine, number eight, tie again. I'm doing Jeremiah Ellis and Jaden Ellis at number eight, hmm. number seven, Caden Allen, number six, Ryan Trader. And then my five, my top five gets shaken up a little bit. Uh, because again, I'm sorry, Caleb. Somehow, I don't know how I left him out of my, my power rankings last week. <laughs> so uh, I, I am going to ding Caleb a little bit. Caleb and Eddie um, actually d- did not finish real well in uh, mm-hmm. in Texas. I was surprised by that. I mean, yeah. again, huge talent in there. But anyway, so I've got Caleb uh, number five again. Sorry, Caleb, you're back into this week. Uh, number four, Fisher Hamilton. Um, had had a tough loss to to Gavin uh, Cano, but mm-hmm. I still think that Fisher has got to be up there. I, I still think he's a great player. I mean, dangerous player. Yeah. And then uh, number three, so, so Fisher number four, uh, Gavin Cano number three, and I'm still doing I'm still doing Tony at number one, and Mark Richards at number two. Uh, just after what we saw a couple of weeks ago, I feel like I just I mean those two are like almost like one and one a right. Yeah. Um, and I had Mark Richards number one for the longest time. I just recently flip flopped those uh, to put Tony. Just slightly ahead of Mark, so that's my that's my top ten. Now my, uh, well here, why don't you do your top ten, and then so I'm not like just rambling on. After, All right. After your top ten, I'll do my others receiving votes because that's another whole category. All right, number ten, I let him back in. I just think the sheer talent alone, I have to have him in. I don't know if the result results, especially on the single side, warrant him being in yet, but just talent alone, he has to be in the top ten. Devin Harbaugh, number ten for me. Um, Number nine, a tie. Shocking. Here's where I start cheating on you a little bit. Number nine, I've got Jake Gore and Caleb Batson tied at number nine. Uh, I, I haven't. I, 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 a couple of players, for whatever reason, I've been kind of leaving off just forgetfulness, really. And, and there's only 10 spots. That's why I'm kind of cheating. It's mm-hmm. just super hard with the, the depth of talent to, to find 10 and say these are my ten. So Jake Gore. It's, it's basically Batson. like we've talked about. I mean, if we have to, if we had to pick ten right now to go to war with, right? Like today, who you yeah. pick? And you know, I also right. and it's tough for me because you know I use number eight as kind of a fun number, and it could be anyone at any given time. So in a way, I'm ta- I'm taking yeah, I'm taking one of my spots out. You know what I mean? Like it's not really in there. But my number eight is a three way tie. Oh, How about that? On. A three-way tie, and it's just because of the tournaments this weekend, this past weekend in Texas. That's exciting. Uh, Logan Chamberlain, Sammy Soto, and I got Justin Burton Jr. in there because he also won a tournament this past weekend, even though it wasn't affiliated with us. And I'm curious about his game, but I've got him in there because of the win, and I still think the talent's there. So I've got a three-way Texas tie in at number eight. Logan, Sammy, and JBJ. Number uh, number seven, Ryan Windsor. I think Ryan's. What I talked about it before. I think he's kind of found his way back amongst the elite of the elite. Uh, number six, I have Fisher Hamilton. I'm kind of with you. I, I think I want to see more out of Fisher. I think mm-hmm. I think he's almost he's gotten to a, He's dangerous. He's gotten to a point where his talent is so prodigious that I think he's kind of waiting. I, I think he's another one of those players that the opens. 
while he wants to win every match he plays, I don't think they carry the significance yet for him to get completely dialed in. I hope that's the case because a completely dialed in, I think he's a top five player. But for right now, I've got him number six. Number five, Jeremiah Ellis. He may not have the wins yet, but he's been unreal top in the five. open series. Wow. Yeah. He's just he's just been un, he's you know, he's been he's he's been winning brackets and in final fours of almost every open he's been in. Yeah, and so I, I, that's I said just last week. I mean, I've, I've talked to Wally a couple times about it. Wally loves that, that guy. Yeah, he's he, he's he's a he's an amazing talent. Gavin Cano up to number four. I think I've been shortchanging Gavin. Not really sure why. It's not personal. I don't know why. I think it's another player like he and Caleb. For some reason, I just haven't been paying attention to enough. But I've got Gavin Cano number four. I've got Ryan Trader number three. Once again, I don't think anyone's had a better open series. I don't think anyone has to this point, if you look at the statistics and you look at the wins and losses. And then number two and number one, there they are, Tony Smith, Mark Richards. Round out my top ten. So you're still keeping Mark at number one. Gotcha. Still keep, still keep. I just think if you if you said, all right, we're all doing best of sevens with the top 20 players in the world, I still think Mark comes out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the reason I dropped Mark last week was – and I mentioned this last week, but if anyone missed it, it was, just, it was just the losses that he had to Landon Bass and Jeremiah Ellis. I just thought those were kind of bad losses. Meanwhile, Tony had to go through. Uh, I just don't Fisher. think the loss to Jeremiah Ellis is a bad loss. I mean, the guy's no. insane. Yeah. Now that the other no, no, one, no, no, no. What I mean, bad. No, no, no. Sorry. Let me clarify. When I mean bad loss, I mean, I mean performance wise. No. Yeah. To, to lose to Jeremiah Ellis is not a bad sure. loss, but he lost big. I mean, I mm -hmm. mean, he, th those were a couple of huge like yeah. knockouts. Um, knockout oh. losses. So that's that's why I just put Tony slightly ahead. But by, by the way, yeah. speaking of Ryan Trader, I don't know if I said I I do have him in there at number six. I might have skipped over him, but just in case, I, I think um, you I'm skipped over him completely. Gotta, I think you completely left him off your list. I wasn't no, going to say anything. I was I was just gonna. I got Jamie and Ryan ten, Jake nine, Jaden and Jeremiah at eight, Caden at seven. Yeah, Ryan Trader at six. Okay, Caleb Fisher, Gavin, Mark, and Tony. I got you. All right. So real quick before we get it to uh, wrap up the show with on, off, and in, uh, just, just some shout-outs to some players. Again, others receiving votes as a long list. Logan Chamberlain, again. Uh, I mean, he's just right there. I mean, could I put him in there? Yeah. I, for some reason, maybe I just want to see one more uh, singles. You know, one, one more push out of singles. But uh, Logan, you know I love you and I uh, love watching him play. Uh, Jack. Jack is coming. He's got to he's got to be on the outside looking in. I mentioned this last week. Joe Neistad, Nico Morales, um, those guys are coming. Braden Wilson, uh, Br yeah. Braden had big wins this weekend, so he's kind of knocking on the door right now, in my sure. opinion. Br Braden beat Fisher and Alex Hicks in the losers yeah. bracket. Had had a, had a tough loss in the winners bracket. Had a, had a battle back. Uh, Devin Harbaugh, Alec Ryan, Ryan Hart. I'm, I'm kind of keeping on the outside looking in. Sammy Soto, putting him kind of on that outside looking in. Um, so there's just a few of the the others receiving others receiving votes yeah nice all right ready to go just, wrap things just up a few. Here. was that another 10 that you just had right there <laughs> i think so yeah, yeah. one two three four five six seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten eleven that might have been 12 <laughs> again i'm not gonna apologize right. for it anymore. they can do it in college if the, if the ap can do it then we can do yeah. it on our silly little show amen all right, uh, let's wrap things up. On, off, and in. Again, America's favorite Favorite segment, segment. yeah. Yeah. So, you want me to start on this one? Yeah, go ahead. On the board, 
Barbie movie. I told you it was a great movie, nominated for an Academy mm -hmm. Award for Best Picture. However, I thought the deepest irony of all of it, a movie kind of making fun of the patriarchal system we have in the United States, the only, the actor, Margot Robbie, Best Actress, didn't get nominated. Director, Greta Gerwig, did not get nominated. I saw that. Ryan Gosling, playing Ken, got nominated. I think that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. Anyway, off the board, uh, I haven't, you know, it's funny, Lamar Jackson, quarterback uh, of the Ravens, insane talent from a physical gift perspective. I thought that maybe NFL defensive coordinators had kind of caught up to him and found a way to limit him and to limit his success, which therefore limits the Baltimore Ravens success off the board wrong. They just, they find a way the kid has developed more and more of his game. I was just off the board wrong. I thought the Ravens were going to kind of descend into this kind of mediocre, maybe make the playoffs, maybe not make the playoffs season after season. I think this season, especially they proved me wrong. So I was way off the board there and my in the hole, we talked about it when we first started doing the show a couple times. I am not a good salesperson in the hole. <laughs> oh, I'm just no, not. What no, it's just like there's certain kind of sales that I think I would be good in. I think, you know, if you're a manufacturer's rep where like, let's say they've got to buy this particular product, a company, right? And you mm -hmm. and three or four other people are selling that product. I think I'm good at establishing a rapport with people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then that's why they buy because they have to buy it anyway. Right? Is this are they buying it from you or someone else? I think I'd be good in that situation. Turning no's into yeses, not that guy. I'm just not <laughs> rejected that guy. this week. I, I always get rejected. I always get rejected, but I mean, it's just I'm not that guy. Right. right? Like you tell me twice that you don't want to give me money. Cool. I, I hear you, man. I've got, right? I've got I, great I, stories about I've probably I, told I, some I, of them. Yeah. yeah I've got great I'm stories not a, of, of, yeah. I'm it just not a, a grinder. Takes a lot of, it, well, it takes a lot of confidence too, man. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not that guy, but, but that's my yeah. MO. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I like that. That's, that's a good one. Uh, amazing what a new contract does, right? You can't tell me that, that the contract negotiations and lack thereof last week, sure. last year did not have a, 100%. An, an effect on him. And, um, you know, maybe they made the injuries linger a little bit more just because he didn't want to get hurt. He knew he had a new big contract coming. Hey, I ain't mad at you. I die. That, that, that'd be tough, but yeah. yeah, new contract, new man. He's been terrific. All right, so real quick, mine on, off, and in on the board, off the uh, board, in the hole. Uh, let's see here. We got like a minute and a half. So real quick, on the board. This is kind of generic, but I think the run of rookies, I've been talking about this for a while, and I mentioned yeah. it on around the ACL and probably probably ACL Live. Uh, Stephen Burns said a few years ago, Mark Richards, we know what he did, JBJ. It, it's gonna, it's, it's coming again this year. Um, I've been talking yeah. about it for a while. And again, not, not surprising new, but or surprising uh, – you know, hot take here, but the, the rookies are coming again this year and, and it could be even somebody even younger. You know, it could be one of the really like teenage, you know, teenage kids that we talk about that win, sure. that win a, win a national, but yeah, a rookie or, a, or one of these young teenagers is going to, is going to win one of the nationals uh, off the board. Uh, the outdoor wedding last weekend in Wilmington. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, this is an outdoor way. Really? We're going to keep it outside. It was 36 degrees Saturday afternoon in Wilmington. Mm. As you well know you live there yeah. and here we are. And, and, uh, and I, I said to Kathy, I'm like, well, do you think I need to bring my coat? She's like, well, yeah, it's still outside. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Whoa, they didn't whoa, like whoa. have a B plan and move this thing. And no, <laughs> they're keeping it outside with the sleeveless. Wow. Dresses and everything. We had a blast. I'm being a little 
uh, well, you know, and, and, and complaining. And, uh, you know, how, how, why would you, it's so stupid. Why wouldn't you move this inside? Why wouldn't you have a B plan? Got it, got it, we had got we got a blast. Yeah. We're all huddling together. The, the, uh, the guy who gave the, the, I don't know if it was the preacher or, or the priest or whoever it was, he was terrific. He was having fun with it. Uh, we all had fun. I felt bad because the bridesmaids were, uh, were freezing, but they had, oh, they had those little hand warmers. They, they all, unbeknownst to us, they all wore pants underneath their dresses. Oh, in their pockets. To, yeah. They all had the, the hand warmers. But we had a blast. So, yeah, I was totally off the board on that. And real quick, uh, in the hole, I've been saying this for a long time. I wish we had more time to talk about this, but we only have a minute. Um, I, I've always thought that, and you and I are kind of snobs when it comes to football. We don't really like B-class football, right? It's, it's been right. tough for us to watch the USFL, the XFL. It's just yep, not yep. the same. We're snobs. We, yep. like, we like college football at a high level. We like the NFL at a high level. Yep. I have thought for years the only thing that could compete with the NFL during the spring is something completely different, but yet similar, rugby. And look who just got a rugby team charlotte i don't know if you read this story but they're going to be comp competing in the world federation of rugby or whatever it is it's coming <laughs> to the united states and i'm telling you at some point it's going to be rugby it's not going to it's know, not going to be at I've the same it. level but, but it's, it. it's going to be it's not we're going to watch it because it's physical um, oh it's very physical i mean, I mean it's barbaric we love watching that kind of stuff on tv but it's not the nfl so our expectations will be much lower i'm telling you we're going to love it just trust me on this. So rugby okay. in the hole, and now Charlotte has got a team coming. Wow! All right, that's so it. that's uh, rugby in the hole. Huh? All right, we got ten seconds. All right, yeah, that, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. All right, dude. <laughs> uh, have a good week. Thank you again so much, everybody, you for too, watching. Buddy. Appreciate all of you. Appreciate all your support. And uh, all right, dude. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you later. See you. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>